for instance, 12 connections. And if you did three of those texts and you don't even know this person yet, do you trust somebody who just texts you out of the blue? No. Yeah. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Tim Hooper, Vice President of WFG, but really, he's a sales coach of title agents in the Mid-Atlantic area. He's a father of four, doting husband, and a marathon for charity runner. Hey, Hoop, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. What a joy to be on. Hey, how did you get into the title coaching industry? I got into sales coaching 12 years ago. So as a young guy, 18 years old, right out of high school, blue collar family, you know, just go work hard. You don't need a college degree. So I, you know, I just went out and worked hard, got married real young, started having kids and then decided I want to go back to college and, you know, get, get a degree and, and read. But, but then even then it was more, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's great. It's a great plaque on the wall, but really it's, it's the reading of books and it's the staying plugged in and never like learning shouldn't be four years. Learning should be your lifelong. Right. right. So for me, just non-trad, and I'll always be a non-trad. I tell people, I'm a student of connection. I'm a student of sales. Like, I'm not so much a sales coach as much as I am a student. And if you want to learn with me, jump in with me, right? So anyways, long story short, I'm 18 years old. I joined this company in Nashville, ended up doing 10 years there. And um, I told the business owner right away, I'm like, hey, I want to, I want to be in sales. And he said, um, well, I've got this opportunity right now in purchasing. But he said, think about it. You could learn the industry and interview salespeople at the same time. We had over 200 vendors, Mark. So sure enough, every day, three, four salespeople would be revolving door in my office. And I was interviewing people. Dude, oh my goodness. I figured I, I just I just in my gut would put people in categories without trying to profile or anything. There were just those sales reps who would come in and talk about the weather and talk about everything negative going on in the world and politics and all that. And I just like couldn't wait to get them out of my office. Then there were the people who came in. I'll just call one guy out. He's going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to text it to him when you drop it. But Kyle J, Kyle J out earned me. He ended up coming over. He was one of my vendors. When I ended up moving to sales, I went and recruited him and brought him in and, and then coached him to out earn me, which was amazing. But Kyle J came in. He was one of my vendors and he just brought an empty legal pad and plopped down. He's a 26 year old. He said, Tim, how can I earn some of your business? Like, I will go find you. He just brought a blank page. And as many catalogs landed on my desk and as many catalog pushers came in my office, that was the most refreshing thing. And anytime the receptionist called me, hey, Kyle J said he was in the area, just want to stop by, see you had five minutes. I made time for Kyle J. Now, he didn't do that often. Most of the time he set it up, but sometimes he just happened to be in there. I would always jump out of my office to go see Kyle J. So, like the friendship was built because of trust earned. He came in. So anyway, I learned what not to do. And then I went into the sales team, recruited, we built it. We penetrated new accounts all over the Southeast, had a, had a blast, but Mark, you know, one of your slogans is you got to have fun. Like it's got to be fun, right? Life should be fun. Sales should be fun. That was literally our slogan. If we were not having fun, we would say we are doing it wrong. 
So I got into coaching these guys and gals, and I loved the masterminding on, we had a round table every Monday morning religiously. And one thing we did with my um, sales coach and uh, co- he was, he was our sales leader at the time. And now he's our, my partner sales coach with energy for sales, David Oliphant. But one thing he did was we would bring our gut checks from the week and our fist bumps. We called them chest bumps and, fit, and, and gut checks, but then we had a diverse team. We hired some females. So we're like, hey, you know, fist bumps and gut checks, right? And so we brought them to the table and the whole premise was bring your fist bumps, the wins, all the good stuff from the week, but bring the oh craps and bring the fall flat on my faces and let's they we name those things. One of them was Brock. Brockway was the guy's name and he gave me just a truckload of negative about my company and how we screwed something up in the past. And I came back, I said, I didn't know where to go with that conversation. And so we called it Brockway's Broccoli. You got to eat the broccoli if you're going to move forward with somebody. You got to go bring the elephant in the room. You got to. So we learned lessons. So all that to say, I loved getting in the trenches with my team. I loved going on the road. I loved hearing them coming back and debriefing, coaching. So in 2016, I launched Energy for Sales. And I was going to go, you know, to any company, but didn't, I was like niching down who really pulled me in. It was the lenders. It was brokerage owners. They would bring me in. I mean, it's all about those seven touches. It's all about the immediate. It's all about the customer service, the staying in front of top of mind, differentiating yourself in your communication. And I loved all of that. So started zooming in with them and then real estate agents brought me in. And there were two, it was so funny because real estate agents are like, they miss coaching calls all the time. It was like, I was like, man, pulling my hair out with, with real estate agents. I started pulling some of my automotive background and coaching them more on project management, because if they would just do a little bit better job, project managing and delegating and learning how to hire a transaction coordinator, not be so hard nosed about, no, that's $200. I, that's my money. Like, no, dude, you got to think bigger. So my more, more with real estate agents that became more of a mindset and leadership and extreme ownership. Um, with lenders, it was more the sales because they had more of a sales rhythm, it felt like internally. So um, anyway, so I'm coaching at Energy for Sales Channels and 2019, three years in, um, WFG reached out and they're like, hey, we've got um, this opportunity in Virginia and you know, we go to market, we don't compete with our agents. Like some underwriters have direct, op- we don't. So we only grow when our agents grow. And we see a good fit with you. And I was like, insurance? What's title insurance? I mean, for goodness sakes. So I was like, no, no way. And then uh, and then uh, Robert Valkley, our senior vice president, great guy. Um, those of you who have been around the industry, you know, he's first American before he's here and he's just a great dude. Um, he's like, come down to Greensboro and just have lunch. When somebody says that to me, like I'm all in because in sales, that's where I like, listen, I'm intense in any industry I'm in. I am the I want to know who's who. I want to connect people. So when somebody tells me, here's a good sales tip, by the way. If somebody says, no, I'm not interested right now, or no, we're happy. Here's your number one, and give credit to where credit's due. Jeff Bajoric, a great sales coach with Rethink the Way You Sell is his book. Um, Jeff Bajoric, he calls this the number one objection buster right here. So any salesperson listening, when you get that, hey, let's meet after the holidays, or hey, we're happy with our current lineup of, of suppliers right now. Or, hey, we, I just don't have time for you. 
your number one objection buster right here is this. And, and Robert did it to me. <laughs> Meet with me anyway. Meet with me anyway, because I'm so involved in this industry that if I can hear your vision for where you want to go, I will at least be a resource to you. And you will not be sorry for the 30 minutes you invest with me over coffee on Zoom. Meet with me anyway. And I do that with everybody. I've gotten CEOs on Zoom calls because I promised them that I would not waste their 30 minutes. And sure enough, in 30 minutes, I found out one or two things that I could then go start resourcing them. And before long, you're doing business a year, 18 months later, because you just said, meet with me anyway. Robert did that to me. He said, meet with me anyway. I see what you're putting up on LinkedIn. You're talking to lenders. You're talking to real estate agents. This is nothing different. Here's what we, here's what we see you doing with our agents, coaching them to do the same thing. So when I realized that these title agents, individual all across the mid-Atlantic are trying to get in front of real estate agents and lenders, I'm like, light bulb. I could help them do that differently. I could help them do it in a ruthlessly relevant manner, staying relevant to them, resourcing them. I'm like, okay, done. So for the ethos in the industry, I went and got my title license because I want to understand what Mark sells on a day-by-day -day basis, right? Um, got that and I maintain it. But I go in like this, Mark, and I talk. So you, to answer your question, this is a long history to get there. But I coach real estate agents, loan officers. So I've done that for a good five years um, and I'm not, I'm not telling you to subscribe to my, you know, coaching monthly news. I'm, I don't, it's a very hands-on we're doing masterminds on zoom. They're invited to my sales gym, power hour calls. If they want to really grow their sales and dig into their, their databases, come up with a finite workable list, go after some tar targets the next 90 days, put some personal goals in place that are going to help them be high performance. If they really want that, I tell people, you're looking for some coach out there to subscribe to, and you're, you're looking for an easy button. If that's you, I'm not that. But if you really want to go change your life and really grow as a sales professional and take ownership of your life, your relationships and everything else, like that's, that's who I am. So I coach real estate groups. Um, I do it all in collaboration with a title agent, though, because being exclusively partnered with WFG um, I tell people, I get called all the time. Hey, can you come speak here? And while WFG gives me a lot of latitude to speak around the industry. So I just spoke at Alta, spoke at VLTA, MLTA. I'll speak at any association, Virginia Mortgage Bankers Association, keynoted for them. I love doing that. But when I come spend my time, invest my time, how, I, you know, how that works out for, for, for me and for us is we need to be partnering in some way on the, on the title side, right? So I do it in collaboration with title agents all across the Mid-Atlantic, and I absolutely lo love it. Um, so hopefully that answers the different groups. Um, and then, of course, the title agents themselves. Some are mom-pop owned, and it's the owner who wants to figure out how to do a better job standing out online. Or how do I connect with some more you know, lenders? I need you know, five or six more to grow in 2022 to the national agent who has 26 business development people and they have a you know weekly sales rhythm and, and and really from the mom pop to the national there's a there's a certain they need they need sales coaching at a certain level um, but you got to figure out what that rhythm is and some don't have a consistency some do um, some need better consistency so really just zooming in and find out what they need there so for on the title agent side I coach one-on-one -on -one with title agents and that's more on it on a daily basis for me. And then speaking to the real estate groups and, and lender groups, um, more, more on a monthly 
biweekly, whatever, whatever that, that need looks like. So what, what I want to ask is the, the elephant in the room, how many contacts does it take to build a relationship? Like touches? Touches. And what so, level of, what level of touches to, to really deepen a relationship? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I worked in the automotive industry for 10 years and I'd say that that was up at the top. So maybe 12 touches um, in title, in the title industry. I think while, there, while, it, while it varies, I think probably more seven to nine, simply for the fact that we have access in this industry, unlike some industries. So you're privy to a transaction or you're one of the parties in a transaction. And there's a referral partner right across the table who you just don't work with yet but you get to meet without even trying to meet. So I think industry-wise, it, it varies. Um, but, I, but I would say safe to say seven to 12 connections. And, you know, unfortunately, Mark, so many times in today's vernacular, we think hitting connect on, on, on LinkedIn or hitting friend on Facebook equals a connection. But that is so cheap and it happens so often by salespeople hiding behind technology that you cannot count that as a connection. That is not a meaningful conversation. If you're not exchanging what I call vocals, then you're really not connecting. If they've not heard your voice and you've heard theirs, you really didn't connect. That's really interesting. So the email dialogue, the text, maybe that, is only scratching the surface, not even a true connect? You know, so, all right, for instance, 12 connections. And if you did three of those texts and you don't even know this person yet, do you trust somebody who just texts you out of the blue? No. Yeah. So still in text message, you're still hiding. Now, it's, it's better. It's bolder. I'm liking it. But a text message should always follow a vocal exchange. For instance, I called somebody today during our sales power hour, which Sam and Janelle and all of them are, are part of. So our sales power hour are time blocks for my team to join me on Zoom. We mute and we go right on the phone. We're just in, because it's, it's a virtual bullpen. So we're getting on the phone, we're revving each other up on Zoom, and then we jump on our phones and start making calls. So I call this lady, we've missed each other a couple of times. Um, and she finally reached out on LinkedIn. I left her a voice message on LinkedIn, which you can do, by the way. It's amazing. I said, hey, Julie, you've got some ideas to share as you prep your marketing calendar for 2022. I know you want to charge in strong, earn some business, grow business. I've got some ideas to run by you. Can we jump on a Zoom call? Left her a voice. She responded, Tim, that'd be great. So I called her today. I called her office first, got her cell phone call. So her hold on, can I, can I interrupt you right there? Yes. Because please. this is one of the first obstacles that a lot of people have. You're leading with value right there, right? Repeat the message that you just left that person again. Yeah, I mean, I could probably copy and paste a million variations of that, you know, to, to anybody. But it's always about, hey, Julie, you know, I'm, you know, Tim Hooper here. Thanks for connecting. You know, if it's LinkedIn there, that's a whole different route, right? right. Hey, thanks for collect, connecting with me here on LinkedIn, hopefully in person soon. Um, are you game in the next two weeks to jump on Zoom for 20 minutes? I want to hear your vision for growth in 2022. 
and find out how I can be a resource to you. How can right? I be a resource to mm-hmm. you? How because, can I help you? Yep. Because so many times, and I, I was coaching an agent not too long ago on their marketing campaign and one of their quarters, so they broke it into four quarters. And one of their quarters was let's talk about, and it was their name. And I won't say their name for the podcast reasons, but let's talk about boom. And their whole emphasis was that these 26 business development representatives across the country would go talk more about the title company. So I came in there and I put a big capital and she said, can you, can you give me some insights on these campaigns? And so I just, I did a space on word doc and then printed it out. And I put a big capital N O T let's not talk about, cause, and then it was their name. And then the whole premise was, and they actually adopted it and ran with it. So for a whole quarter, it's like, let's not talk about, you know, so I'll just fill in my name, right? Let's not talk about WFG. Let's talk about our agent instead. So our whole goal was to get on Zoom and go on listening campaigns and say, what do you need? What's your vision for growth? Um, you know, and, and you know what? You're going to get on Zoom with these people. So many salespeople think, oh, God, I, gotta, gotta, I, I don't know what to say. Just ask some questions. And you know somebody in this industry you can connect them with. You know that you have some things up your sleeve that you're already doing with other agents that are super successful that you can plug and play with them. Just don't dump all of that up front. Listen to them and then pull one or two, two tools that are working well that actually apply to their situation and say, hey, I've got an idea. We did this with this agent, worked really well. Could I introduce you to so-and-so? And we maybe set something up, you know, no pressure, but test us out. And if we can deliver value, let's talk about a business relationship. Sure, Tim, no problem. And then just earn the next conversation. It's all through resource. It's all through being a resource to them. So let's not talk about us. Let's listen to them instead is a huge slogan I use when I'm coaching sales teams. You know, really, it starts with if somebody calls me and says, hey, I want you to coach our team. Right. The first thing I ask is, what is what is this? We're going to do a we're going to do a deep dive first with that with the team. Like, where do you guys want to go? Where do you guys see yourself, you know, by this time next year? Okay, by this time in 90 days. Um, And then what do you guys see as realistic? What can you commit to? Cause I can lay out my thing out and listen, I want to coach you every single week. That can, that can come up on you pretty fast. Like we can talk about some things and then in a week, you've not really done any of the things. So just find that consistency. Number one is, are they going to commit to me and my time to, you know, to coaching? Um, number two is somebody who keeps coming to the call and not having done the go for it objective that tells me we don't have consistencies. I, I ask people about CRM kind of right off the bat, like, like what CRM do you use? Like what's your communication protocol or rhythm? If they can't answer those, like, Hey, we do this. And this is how often we're communicating and dripping stuff out. Um, We're going around in person once a month, at least, or we're getting on zoom calls with, if they don't have those sorts of communication rhythms worked out, then I know their, their sales consistency isn't there. It's sporadic at best. And in this industry, Mark, we've had our heads down. It's been a boom. It's been a refi boom. So pipelines are really right now, a lot of them, not everybody's, but a lot of pipelines are really pipe dreams because they've not touched their real estate association for 18 months because they've not been meeting in person. So, you know, when we start meeting in person, I'll I'll be back in front of those real estate agents. Somebody's already in front of them. Like your competition's reimagining everything. Somebody's on Zoom doing a great job getting in front of people. So 
And I just, I tell people, if you're not in front of them right now, somebody else is. So you need like, you got to look up it's volume. I get it. And in this industry too, Mark, a lot of settlement agents slash business development, they do both, right? They go do closings at the table and they're tasked with growing a certain branch for the title agent. So it's a, it's a difficult industry for some people to wrap their head around being a hundred percent in sales because that doesn't, that model doesn't exist necessarily. So trying to figure out for somebody who's in this industry wearing multiple hats, okay, let's do some time blocking. What day of the week is going to be your outbound calls? What day of the week is going to be, you know, follow up Friday for me. It's like, listen, you sat at the table at split closing, or you sat at the table with somebody, or you know, the top producer who always has their stuff together, but they're not doing business with you. But you know, they'd be a high payoff. Like when, when did you reach out and say, Hey, I want you to test me on one of your cases. I want to do business. Some of these people uh, that I coach, they tell me, they say, Tim, the, the four biggest things I've taken away, the four words, biggest thing I've ever taken away from your coaching is ask for the business. They're like, I've been doing, I've been seeing this guy across the industry all these years, but I've never asked for the business. That's simple. But, but you've got to have that consistency of every week looking over your top targets that you defined and picked for that quarter. And what am I doing? And I go over with teams, last touch, next touch. What was your last touch? Okay, what was your next touch? Well, my last touch was I saw them at the association. What's your next touch? I don't know. Well, then your last touch really wasn't a touch because you just said hi. Does that make sense? So yeah. full circle to your what defines a connection, what defines a touch. It's not just dropping donuts or it's not just saying hi across the association. It's really having a meaningful conversation. Hey, who makes a great referral for you, Mark? How can I be a resource to you? There's so many power questions that as one of the workshops I do is just power questions. Like ditch your scripts and let's create some power questions. I love the quote and you asked for a quote here. Here's one. One powerful question is worth more than a hundred answers. One powerful question. One question that somebody, your competition did not think of, but I asked one guy recently, Mark, what's your exit strategy? You know, he's up in years. He's built this huge company. What's your exit strategy? He said, you know, Tim, interesting. You should ask. I'm looking at boom, boom, boom. And he spelled out his next seven years. I was like, man, this company over here, they're looking at it. I just, and then just started connecting people. Like it's just think of the question that your competition is probably not asking. Think on the question that's keeping that your, your prospective client up at night. Like what's the question that might help solve their up at night problem ask that question in a creative, emotionally intelligent way. Um, you know, you could be blunt with a question. You can also ask a difficult question in a very meaningful way. Um, sometimes you'll get on Zoom. It doesn't seem like somebody's doing, like they're not fully there. Something's distracted. I've cut Zooms right off, Mark, in the past. I've been like, Dave, is something going on? He's like, dude, like my wife had to run out. I've got like three kids screaming in the background. I'm like, dude, let's reschedule this. And you earn so much trust because you just asked this, you know, and right now on Zoom, as you know, we get to see in people's homes right now. That didn't used to happen ever. So, you know, you can really emotionally, intelligently lean in and earn some really big trust, ask some deep questions at the appropriate times. Um, I've gone up to heart levels, Mark, just by asking like, is everything okay? I mean, we've met a few times, so don't take this the wrong way, but I'm just sensing something's off today. He's like, you know what? My uh, Fredericksburg office, the whole team just walked out. They just went to the competition. 
And boom, right away, we talked about talent attraction and culture and how did that blindside you? What are your takeaways? Like, boom, boom, boom. And before long, we moved into such a deep conversation just because something was off and, and it was appropriate and you can ask it appropriately. But that's, that's kind of more the ditching your script and showing up fully present just to find out about him or her, where they're going. So I know it's a long answer again to some short questions, but. Well, I love it. I love where you're going with it. And I, and I have, and questions are popping as we go. Um, one question that pops into my head is new business versus business retention. What kind of ratios do you put at that? Wow. Um, I think if we're honest, we could look at, all of us could look at our current books of business and we could probably double what those people are doing with us. If, if we're on, we could. Now in this industry, people like to share. You need multiple underwriters. There's always the argument for having some several sources for different deals that certain people handle. I, I get that. But I spend, it's a great question. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think how to answer. So <clears throat> at some point, one mentor told me once, he said, Tim, do what only you can do and delegate the rest. So for current clients, at some point, there's some tasks that are admin level. So somebody needs to log into the system, right? Somebody needs to be able to write a policy on us, but their login, their passwords expired. Not that I'm not willing to or not don't know how, but there's certain things that as a leader in sales and a sales coach, I should be able to delegate. So I have, I have admin. Um, to equate that in real estate or to a lender, you should leverage your team. Somebody said, work as hard as you can until you can hire somebody. And, and, you know, if you're independent, you're starting out, you're going to have to do it all. You are, unless you have an assistant, you are the assistant. So I get that. Work your butt off so that you can go hire somebody. Because here's the thing. It's not only going to bless you to be able to go operate in your high payoff activities, but it's also going to benefit somebody else. I mean, some admin out there who can, you know, stay at home mom who could do a great job, but she's also earning for her family. You're going to be a blessing because you worked hard. So but to, to say to spend time, I want to be spending 50% of my time on current global accounts. There's some house accounts that just are capped. They're very low maintenance, but I'm going to have my, my assistant or somebody who's great at customer service really put some love on, in on them and service them. But I, they don't have a sales team. They, don't have, they, they just don't need a lot of my expertise, right? So there's some house accounts. Um, then there are the growable accounts that I know I can grow. I could double business with if I give them some time. And I've got to zoom in. And a lot of times that's meet with the executive, yes. But then you need to go meet with the IT person because we could grow something, an integration or something here that could generate a huge you know, a, a volume of business, but we just don't have the level integration or IT-wise. So meet with the IT people. All right, meet with the internal staff, the branch managers in a multi-state, um, you know, perspective and, and, and figure out what we need. And, and, and a great question there is, how can I make your life easier? Hey, Susan, how can I make your processors' lives easier? You know, Tim, there's this one issue we've been having. Oh, okay, right. So zooming in 50% current account. Now, personally, I would love that to be 30 and 70% just pure business growth. But um. 
but that's where I also look at hiring and, and, and bringing new people on to just do nothing but because if I could spend my time coaching my team, right, as a sales manager and bringing new salespeople to the table to bring on just they, and, and, and totally take the corporate tax off of them where they are 100% outbound, 100% new opportunities creation. Uh, then I'm, then I'm leveraging myself to be more of a sales coach to those, to those people. So, but for me personally, it's about 50, 50, 50 current growable accounts, 50 new opportunity creation, um, opening new doors, uh, and then either passing those off to somebody on my team to work, um, in tandem with me, or I'm, I'm going to bring some of the strategic accounts in myself. So um, let's talk to that seller doer, right? So that settlement agent, that um, that title agent, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that loan officer, that seller doer, the one that's responsible for for business development, client retention, new business, and then working the business. What do you say to them is a good strategy for that touch? Is it simply as easy as saying, "Hey." Tim, we haven't spoken in a long time. How's it going? How are we doing? And how can I make your life easier? Is it that easy? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I think that you need to define your list because you could drip that message out to everybody and the person who calls you back, they're like, no, you know, I call it, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of our time is spent on 20% of our revenue generating accounts. 20% of our time is spent on, you know, it it really, it should should be inverse, but 80% of our revenue and we're spending 20%. So we need to figure out how to flip that and and the delegate. So I'm very strategic with who I reach out to and how I reach out to, because you can open up a line of a great question with the wrong person who doesn't value that line of questions. So um, I think that you... I think it's going to take, um, Tony Robbins said two words and I never forgot. He said to succeed in life, you need creativity and curiosity and creativity in that order. Curiosity asks the questions, but creativity figures out solutions almost even before you ask the question. So you can, but, so I think you need to look at the accountant defining your brain to move forward. I'm, I'm expecting we're going to need to do this, this, and this, but you're not going to throw that candy what, what Sandler training yeah. likes to say, don't dump your can in the lobby. You're going to say, I could see doing a lunch with council. I could see doing an uh, IT deep dive with our IT department there to see where we could build out some integrations to bring some volume. I could see doing a C-suite uh, mastermind um, and, and just, you know, and I could probably see doing a book club on culture because their culture is really, they have a revolving door over there. So those are like, so really quickly, I could look at an account one of our current accounts and say, here's four solutions that I think would be a good fit, but I'm going to hold those off. And I'm going to now ask the business owner to get on zoom with me. As we look into Q4 of 2021 and beyond, let's jump on zoom and define some strategic um, collaborations we can do going into the new year. So my, so I got to define my accounts first. Then I got to go get on zoom with some of those accounts. Listen, my big accounts, they don't have time to reply in an email to me. And if it's not on their calendar, if I don't get on their calendar, I'm not going to, they're not going to reply and I'm not going to get the time. Now, hopefully you have a, a text, uh, going, a nice text thread or a good text rhythm going with a good agent. Um, I will just say this. You got to always earn the next conversation. 
You always want to respect their time. But if they are a global account, you need to be face-to-face -face on Zoom. So and that's it. So it's Zoom. It's, it's everyone has, Yeah, everyone has a, a thousand emails a day. So if you email and expect them to respond with everything they need, it ain't going to happen. So, oh, yeah, I checked in with them last month. They're good. They're probably not good. He was just too busy or she was just too busy to tell you all the things they need. Um, so I think you need to make sure you are with your global accounts spending at least a qu every quarter uh, 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 a, a coffee on. Uh, and here's the thing. If you'll do that one time and then in the next month or two resource some of what you heard, you'll have no problem getting the next one because they know that you're going to get Hey, I want our quarterly update. Bill, I need our quarterly update. I need to see what your team needs, how I can resource them. You got 30 minutes in the next two weeks. Um, I also want to tell you about tech real quick because um, people throw Calendly links at me all the time. And I'm a millennial. Um, I mean, I, I secured a link on your calendar, Mark, using Calendly. But I will tell you, if you are brand new, I don't even know you, and you throw on LinkedIn a Calendly link out to me, you just lost my trust. So don't expect your big global top producer to value your Calendly account. What I like to do is I like to say, hey, Mark, one o'clock next Tuesday, how does that sound? If it doesn't work, my calendar links below. Feel free to find a, find a spot that works better for you. Now, I was taught that by Justin Cook, a great business coach. And the reason why that works well is you are not pawning them off to a piece of tech. You're saying, I already found some time, but out of respect to both of us, it, that doesn't work well. Feel free to find a spot that works better. But as opposed to giving them four different options and play volleyball of the, uh, uh, that's why I have said over and over, Calendly is my favorite app to come out of all of this, because it is so user friendly. It is so easy, and I'm, I'm, I am very grateful for that lead-in because one of the struggles you have with Calendly is, am I big timing somebody? Right. Am I big timing somebody? Big shout out to you, too. And you guys need to write this down. If you just forget all the stuff I've said, OK, you need to just figure out how to take freaking ownership of the sales process. Or I call it the buying process because people love to buy the hate being sold, like Jack Daly would say. It's a buying process. And if somebody's going to be willing to meet with you, that's a great buying signal. But you don't ever expect it. But take extreme ownership. One thing Mark did so well is when I jumped on Calendly, the first thing I saw was, I will call you. I will call you. And Mark, I really enjoyed that because it was like, oh, I'm going to get on a call first with Mark. Sometimes you don't need to rush right to Zoom. Now, I tend to rush right to Zoom because I love seeing people and meeting with people and seeing you on a Zoom screen. Think about your demographic, Okay. Some of the, you know, more senior folks, and they, they might not appreciate just having to jump on Zoom right away. Some of them still value just picking up the phone real quick and had talking for five or 10 minutes. So I, I, that was just something personally I enjoyed, Mark. I thought it was, it was phenomenal when I was on your calendar and I saw very clearly, I will call you. Here's what, you know, it, it was a quick, easy schedule. I will call you. I knew exactly what we were doing. So if you're going to use calendar, make sure you set it up clearly spell out the definition. You don't need, you don't need this big, long description of what we're going to do in this meeting. Just, Hey, we're going to get to meet each other, um, figure out how I can resource you. And I will call you as a great takes the pressure off. The other thing I was going to say is,
do you text your significant other for dinner and be like, hey, when do you want to meet? 5.30 or 6.30 or 8.30 or 7.30? No, you're just like, hey, six o'clock, um, Ryan's, right? <laughs> not, not that Ryan's even business anymore. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, six o'clock, let's meet at the Lebanese restaurant in Alexandria. Um, okay. You know, it's like you name it, but you know that if it doesn't work for them, you have that trust built. They're going to tell you, hey, that doesn't work. How about this? Do the same thing with your prospective clients. Just name a time and trust that they'll, they'll tell you if it doesn't work. But I think if you'll limit the decision-making and keep it simple, um, you'll, you'll, you'll make it easy. They'll, they'll just get this vibe right away that you're easy to work with, right? So you're leading Don't, them though, too. You're leading, right? You're leading them. Yes. You, you have the process. People appreciate when they feel like, hey, this guy has a process. People go to Disney World and the process is defined, right? People always write about the process. Have a buying process where you're leading them. You know exactly what the next step and define the next step for them. Don't make assumptions that they know your buying process and lead them to the next thing. After Mark and I talked the first time on the phone, he said, hey, we're going to do a Zoom call next. And like, you led me in this process. And I know this is a podcast, right? This is different. But I mean, it's, it's really not. It's the same. It's it, you have a process and you follow the process. So that's right. But is it different, right? This is, this is getting to know. This is a strategy to get to know, but it's also yeah. a give, right? The value add give. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that doer seller again. They've been very busy, head down, doing a great job yeah. servicing, but they're afraid they might be commoditizing themselves, rates and fees, uh, you know, donuts and, and rate sheets. How do they in quarter for 2021, lift their head up and say, okay, I'm going to do A to get to B to then get to C. Yeah. Um, number one, I think you need a quick and easy strategy, a plug and play on your communication strategy. Um, if you're sending emails, if you're subscribed to some marketing blast that's, that's going out on your behalf, I think you need to look at that real quick. Doesn't need to take a whole month, you don't need to hire some expensive company. But you, right now, if you would just simply lean into some video, you, you would stand out that fast and it's literally that quick. You can record a video, upload it. There's plenty of platforms to deliver it um, electronically through email. I do a video mark once a month to everybody. Everybody on my list gets a video and it's, it's more of a, I cast the vision of what we're doing, where we're going and a few resources that you know, whether you're an industry relationship or whether you're my title agent, here are some resources that'll help you in your business. And, 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 I, and I put the links, I usually have three resources and that's it, but it's, it's kind of, it's my calling card, right? It's a way to keep my face top of mind. I share an inspirational, whatever I've had business owners say, I've shared that with everybody in my office. Cause your, your story for 30 second story up front was very motivational. So I say, number one to the doer seller, just take a look at your marketing rhythm, your communication strategy. If you don't have one, get one. You need to at least be dripping every month. I think if you're doing more than that, it could get too much. I did do once every other week at first. And in this industry, I felt like, you know what? It's very cyclical month to month. And I felt once a month and it was always the first week of the month. So I usually wait to about the third or fourth day because everyone's still like racing to finish, close out the month, the first and second day, third or fourth. Thursday is great because it's no funding Thursday. That's a great day to drip out a nice recording. And I find that my videos get watched the most that day. So first week, first Thursday, boom, drip something. 
keep it short, sweet, high. I know you guys have been working hard. Our numbers are up. We just hired this new person. We're excited. We're growing. Here's a quote that meant a lot to me. Maybe you wave a book that you're reading. I don't know, but it needs to be inspirational, very vision casting. And then here's three resources that'll get you going for the month, help you grow your business, streamline a process or whatever. You say, Tim, that's a lot to put together. It's really not. You have it all in your inbox right now. There's an economist who just dripped something to you yesterday. You could probably give a blip about that. There's something else. You just become a content, what, what some people call a local mayor. Just You just need to be the content person that knows the, knows the industry you're leading because that's going to show up. You're, you will attract job offerings just by doing that. And I you don't need, I just, I get job offerings all the time. Come be our marketing guy. Come be our whatever, just because I do a video. And if it's standing out and I get deals and agents to sign just because of video and just because they want me to teach their people video. So if you'll just do that, I promise you, you'll stand out. But then you need to go into your database right this month because we're already in Q4 and you need to create a workable, what Mike Weinberg calls a finite workable list. We all have 1,200 people or 2,000 people are dripping that video on every month in our database, but who are we actually picking up the phone on a weekly basis and calling through? I have a list of 120 executives right now that two months ago, I dripped a book out. I, I had an author sign the book. I bought 120 copies, and then I signed the book and mailed it out to them personal. Now, the next, the last three months, I've been calling this list of 120 um, and, and many of these are prospective clients and I've just been working and to earn that next conversation with them on a Zoom. So your go-to-market strategy, you need to show up differently. You need to put something in the mail. I call it that the Air Force and then I'm the infantry, right? Put something in the mail that lands on their desk that gives you a reason to call them. My buddy, Sam Trimble, who Mark, you brought on your call. He says, do a quick video, put it up through flow code, get your QR Grab you some stickers on Amazon, have that QR put on there. You can go right now, get stickers on Amazon, customizable stickers, and have a QR code uploaded onto a sticker, a round sticker, order 200 of these things, and you can put a postcard in the mail, and then on the postcard put, I recorded a video for you, Mark, and put an arrow down to that little QR code. They scan it, and there you are. I'm Mark. Here's what I do to help you grow your business. Boom, boom, boom. Would you meet with me in the next two weeks? I want to hear what you need and be a resource to you. Hope you'll reach out, boom, and have your cell phone and everything plugged into flow code or your calendar link, whatever. But you could literally put your video, your face on their desk through a postcard in the mail, just like that. And then, again, finite workable list, start calling them within a week or two because, hey, did you get my postcard? Did you watch my video? You know, I thought that was so cool. How do you do that? Blah, blah, blah. You'll just start creating conversations. And you just resource, just start resourcing. If you're a lender looking for that real estate agent partner, do it to them. If you're a real estate agent partner looking for a lender referral or looking for, your, or maybe you're farming a region, do it on your farming postcards. Stand out from the competition. There's so many ways you can just take some technology like video. And I don't mean to be like a video evangelist here, but it's the thing that's standing out right now and, and start leveraging that. The other thing is go clean up your online profiles. LinkedIn, Facebook, you don't even need to be on all of them. I would say, depending on your target audience, go clean up where they're going to look. So if it's, if you're looking, if uh, lender, if you're looking to get a real estate agent, I would say, go clean up your LinkedIn or your Facebook business page, get those 
um, up to speed, make sure your contact information is there and start dripping out something motivational or something about the industry or, or put your face or your video, a 30 second, did you know about what we do on there? So when they see your profile, because when they get the postcard on their desk, they're probably going to look you up, make sure that you're relevant online because that's called online credibility. Um, if you'll hit on all those cylinders and they're really not that hard to do, it's all free. Believe that or not, it's all free. And then you'll just start picking up the phone, putting some time blocks on your calendar. Because remember, you're, you're doer sales, you're, sell, you're at the table, you're settling, but then you need to have two time blocks in your week where you're going to call that finite workable list that you've dripped on through the airmail and, and pick up the phone and start leaving them some voicemails. Just start, start letting them know you really want to meet with them, right? And, and, then, and then just persist, be, be persistent. Um, you don't have to be pushy. You could just be pleasantly persistent, leave them short voicemails, and you'll start seeing some people pick up the phone. Sure, Mark, I'd love to talk to you. Um, and, and I think you're going to stand out. Mark, I'm sure that, start, that spawned some other questions or maybe. Oh, um, yeah, it did. So, so, what's, so what's the next step there? So you have a early telephone call. You've not necessarily found pain, but you found that you have a connection and they want to, yeah. you send them the zoom link for 30 minutes. Where, where are you going from there? Yeah. 30 minutes. So first it's a phone call, right? And the phone calls to get the zoom call, your objective on the phone call is not to sell phone call is just to get to know, kind of describe a few things. Hey, Mark, a couple other agents, your size are really benefiting from this and this that we do. Um, I would love to kind of show you that in depth. Could we jump on a zoom call in the next two weeks? Sure. Tim, that's fine. What morning works best for you, Mark? Um, you know, Thursday mornings are better. Okay, let's see. I've got 10 o'clock next week um, or maybe 930. What, what, what works better for you? You know what? Let's pick the 930, go early. Okay, Mark, great. So Zoom call, Zoom links now on the calendar. You're, before you meet off the phone, boom, 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 it's sent, right? Um, send the Zoom link, get on Zoom. Now it's deeper dive. Mark, tell me about where you want to go. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, he tells you, okay. Um, so Mark, here's how, we, here's how we do this. Here's how I coach agents, right? They become an agent of WFG. Um, I start working with their sales team. Now, obviously, this sounds good to you as the owner, right, Mark? But your sales team really needs to buy into that. So could we do a, a Zoom call with anyone who's in business development on your team? Just a kind of an icebreaker, a get to know each other, and you define your vision to them. I want to hear how you say it to them. Because, Mark, I've seen people bring sales coaches in who do too much too fast and just lose the sales team, right? And Mark, I do not want to overstep. I can be a lot of energy. I want to really kind of marry up to you and just be a great partner, not too much, too fast. But over time, if you'll commit to me, with me for the long haul, over time, we'll start seeing some consistencies and start seeing yourself. There's going to be early adopters. There's going to be some holdouts. But if, if we could do that. So I'm getting the owner to buy in to introduce me to the sales team. Same thing internally, if maybe it's some processors or some people. Listen, Mr. Business Owner, you're on Qualia. That's great. I know the Qualia reps actually facilitate some Qualia trainings. I bet you your processors could take advantage of. However, could we jump on a call? You introduce, kind of share what we're thinking of, streamlining some process, talk about some workflows. But I, before we tell what I can do or what Qualia can do, here's some of their pain points from the software. And then I can go kind of curate the next, you know, three months of, hey, each month we could do a lunch and learn revolving around workflows, revolving around remitting policies through Qualia. So I'm going to take two-pronged approach with a business owner, right? It's earning the conversation with sales group. It's earning the conversation with the internal. So it's either growing business or streamlining process. Again, 
That's my buying process that I have figured out, but you have to get on call to Zoom to defining the next step in the buying process. And every time you're asking them to buy in, um, if they're not an agent yet, I'm going to have them look over our application. Give me anything that you see as a holdup in our application process. It's very easy, but hey, take a look at it. And who else would need to partner with you in signing or filling this out? Who's doing your reconciliations? We're going to need to look at those. You know, so I'm going to get buy-in and earn the next conversation, depending on where they want to go and what they tell me is a pain point. So how do you press the go button, right? I mean, sales, some days you might not want to do it. What do you tell those folks? Pressing the go button as far as getting on the phone, making the calls or getting the mindset. Getting the mindset, getting the courage, following the, following the plan. So the number one thing I would say is get an accountability partner because you are not going to feel like it some days. And guess who's the easiest person to cheat on? Myself. Right. My time block is so easy to give up for somebody else. And there might even be a prospective client that says, I can only meet with you next week at this time. And I'm like, oh man, that's my time block to make calls. And instead of being radically, like extremely owning my calendar and saying, you know what, can we do 1.30 or we'll bounce it out so that is anything on Wednesday. I'll say yes. Well, then I just messed up my whole rhythm because my time block's gone. But guess what? If I've got two or three other people involved in my time block, which I was telling about the, the sales gym and the, the bullpen or the power hour calls, we call them all sorts of things, power hour, bullpen, sales gym, whatever. This is a time where accountability happens, where I get on with my team, no miss, right? If I have other people involved in my time block, I'm probably going to be more likely to show up, Mark, and I'm not going to cheat on myself because now other people are counting on me to show up. And the times I don't feel good, I'll show up and somebody just had a great win that morning. They're all in high spirits. And then I say, you know what? If she could, so can I. So listen, if you want to go fast, here's one of my favorite quotes. Okay. So I've already dropped a few, but if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So if you want to succeed in hitting the go button on a consistent basis, then build accountability. And it's the same when I decided to run. I went and hired a running coach because I always said I want to run and I never did it or I do it and then stop. But the I got a running coach and I got in a running group. Guess what? When I see all of them posting their pictures at 5 a.m. on this, and I, I know the feeling, they just got de-stressed. They got motivated for the day and they already crushed the day before I even woke up because I missed. I'm like, I've got to shape up, right? I've got, so get accountability around what you want to succeed at in anything in life, but specifically sales calls. Go make some sales calls together with somebody on your team. Um, whether it's virtually on Zoom or you sit in a conference room and do it together in your office. You want to hit the go button? Go get some accountability. I love it. I love it. So one of the questions I like to ask folks is um, after they've worked with you for a period of time and they sit down and they're like, I'm going to write a review for Hoop. I'm going to get online. I'm going to write a review. What's it sound like? Most of the time, it's the energy. Tim energizes me. Um, you know, they, they're not afraid to drop the word love because I tell people I love them. I mean, my, my brother passed at 25. So every day after 25, I look at it as a bonus and I decide I'm going to tell people I love them. Um, so I'm usually, I love this guy. I love his energy. Um, you know, he's inspired me. You know, it's, a, it's along those lines. And Mark, really, 
and I tell salespeople this, go ask for reviews because there's going to be days you don't believe in yourself and you can go back and read those reviews and you're like, you know what? I'm going to show up another day because even if I don't see the gold in me, somebody else sees the gold and values what I bring to their life. So that is the nugget I was looking for right there. Go get those reviews, feel good about them and then replicate. I love it. Hey, so one of the things that we're going to do at some point in time in the near future is we're going to get all the guests together and we're going to bring a party together and we're going to have some fun. And one of the things we're going to do is karaoke. Oh, beautiful. What are you singing? Oh my goodness. You had to bring this up. So if you knew my background, it's so weird. We didn't listen to a lot of music. It's very gospel driven. I actually sang in a quartet, believe it or not. Cool. So I'm kind of an old soul. Um, man, when it comes to karaoke and I've asked this to be played and most people don't know it, but you ever hear the impossible dream? Yeah. The 1967 okay. Red Sox. Yes. Yes. That's one of my favorites. I've had to sing an acapella before for karaoke nights, which is fine, but it's one of my go-tos. It's so old school. It's hilarious. But, um, but Janelle and Sam, they're, they're, they're bringing me up to speed in, in the, uh, America. I also grew up overseas. That's a whole nother story. But, um, so I know some German, some polka go-tos, but, uh, not a a lot of the American pop culture. So, um, so yeah, man, the impossible dream. I love that. I, uh, I can't wait to hear that. So, Tim, if someone were to want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to reach out? You know, LinkedIn's been doing so many great things. You could draw my cell phone. They can always text me. Um, but connect on LinkedIn. The reason why is you can see my resume and then I get to see yours. And we can pick, pick some really cool things that we see even before we get on the phone. But then there's the voice option in LinkedIn. And now they set up the instant meeting through video, which I love. Or you can schedule it right through Zoom. So LinkedIn's great and it's time Hooper, Timmy Hooper. So really easy. I love it. I love it. Hey, I appreciate you sharing these golden nuggets. I know that the folks out there are going to really appreciate it. And I certainly do. I love learning. And you know what? Thank you. Mark, thanks for your time, man. This has been a, a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Securitidal. Securitidal helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Securitidal, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.